Fortunately, it's still a relatively rare event for a healthcare organization to be hit with a distributed denial of service attack. But that's what happened to Boston Children's Hospital this past spring as hacktivists launched a DDoS attack on Children's to protest the hospital's involvement in a controversial child custody case. The assault lasted for several weeks. I'm Marion Kolbesek-McGee, executive editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Daniel Nygren, CIO of Boston Children's Hospital, who will describe for us what the DDoS ordeal was like and lessons that can be learned from that attack. Hi, Dan. Hi, Marianne. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, for starters, how did you first discover and determine that Boston Children's Hospital was under a DDoS attack? And was this the first time that children's encountered an attack like this? Well, we were alerted at first by a third-party security firm uh, about some threats uh, from the uh, hacktivist group Anonymous online that revolved around this particular patient case that you mentioned. And they essentially had a series of demands that they wanted the hospital to comply with. And if not, that they threatened breach of data uh, and all kinds of other uh, disruption. And so sure enough, several weeks after uh, those postings, we did start to experience at first a low-level denial of service attack, which we were able to manage just with uh, network adjustments on uh, on the hospital side. But that was followed uh, essentially about one week later by a really massive denial of service attack, which did impact our ability to have connectivity to the internet, both in and outbound, and which also involved several other uh, medical institutions in the Boston area. So that required us to get outside help uh, to deal with that attack. What happened next, though, was in addition to the DDoS attack, we fell victim to really uh, numerous attempts at penetrating our external network to to get inside, if you will. There were threats that had been made online uh, by the uh, hacktivist group that they were after data and we were going to have to uh, comply with them or else. So we were not surprised by these uh, attacks that came. There were multiple mechanisms that they used to try and get in, inclusive of massive, a massive deluge of uh, phishing emails to try and uh, get that in, if you will, to the organization. Thankfully, though, uh, I think because of good education efforts and proactive measures on our part, they weren't able to, uh, to get in. And uh, after about another week or so of heavy attack, uh, it finally subsided. So now what systems were affected and was patient data or patient care affected at all? So we proactively, once the denial of service attack uh, hit us in a big way and we started to see these penetration attempts, we proactively took down most of our externally facing systems, especially those that contain sensitive data, inclusive of of patient data, financial data, that kind of thing. Not that we weren't confident in the security of those systems, but we really didn't want to leave any risk on the table. And so although it was disruptive, uh, we thought that it was in our best interest to safeguard that data and take those systems down temporarily. 
We also did something, again, in the proactive uh, line of thinking with our email system. When we were deluged with that uh, massive load of phishing emails, uh, although we obviously had systems in place to detect those and, uh, and filter them, we didn't want to leave any risk on the table. And so we proactively shut our entire email system down for about 24 hours uh, so that, A, we could ensure that none of those messages made it through to end users, and, B, so that we could reiterate again to our staff the importance of not clicking suspicious emails, uh, suspicious attachments, and so on. So what was it like not having email? Was that very disruptive, and how did you work around that? Well, some would say that it was a a nice uh, reprieve, but uh, jokes aside, it was quite disruptive. And in fact, that was one of the major lessons learned uh, from the organization was how dependent we are on email. And that in a large organization with, you know, 10, 15,000 people, you really do need to think proactively about what your communication modalities are going to be to your employees if faced with a system-wide failure or disruption like the one that we had that uh, impacted email. So what other big lessons have been learned from this and what new security procedures or policies are you thinking about putting in place or have been putting in place? Well, the other big lesson learned is with regard to sort of disaster planning and business continuity issues. We had never, we we had always sort of thought about what would happen should we lose all network connectivity, both internal and external. But this was unique in that we had perfectly fine internal connectivity, but our connection to the outside world was at risk, to the Internet. And so thinking about and inventorying which systems depended on internet connectivity for them to function was very important for us and a lesson learned. And in fact, it's not quite so simple as system A needs internet connectivity and system B does not. There's many that work in a partial way without internet connectivity but don't have full uh, functionality unless that connectivity is enabled. So the example that I've uh, used several times is for example, within our EHR system. Internally, since we we host the system internally, the functionality was pretty much fine, except when a provider wanted to send an electronic prescription to a pharmacy. That depends on Internet connectivity, obviously, and so that function was not available to our providers. So being able to convey that level of detail about what's running, what's not running, to end users on the fly and in a scenario where communication was disrupted, that was challenging, to say the least. So that was a major lesson learned for us. And now you had mentioned that other uh, hospitals in the area were also affected. How were they affected? And did they also have to step up their security because of this? Well, I think, as I mentioned, the the, uh, the DDoS attack definitely impacted their network connectivity to some degree, uh, although I'm not sure that it was to the, the degree that we underwent at Children's. Nonetheless, I think we all learned the importance of having DDoS protection in place, which was not... Uh, you know, present throughout uh, all of these organizations. And so clearly that's something that we have all invested in since then. And so now looking ahead, what would you say to other healthcare organizations that DDoS is just not on their radar screen at this point? I think for sure that um, needs to be uh, on people's list. And, and just in general, the category of cyber attack that's not necessarily meant to seize data, although for sure that was likely on our attacker's list, it wasn't their primary function. Their primary goal was to disrupt. 
And that was not certainly on my list up until this event. And I think that it's likely going to come up again. I hope never for us again, but surely someone somewhere will experience something like this. So we'll have to take preparations to uh, protect against these kinds of attacks like we do data breaches and all of the other kinds of things that are in the news these days. And what was the final outcome? Did they ever find the individuals involved with this? Any arrests? Law enforcement, are they still investigating? They are still investigating. To my knowledge, it's still an active case, although I have to be honest that this amount of time uh, having elapsed, I'm not sure that that the trail is, is hot anymore. But yeah, it's still an active investigation. To date, no one has been uh, found culpable, and uh, they're still out there. Thanks, Dan. I've been speaking to Dan Nigren, CIO of Boston Children's Hospital. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening. 